Good morning, International Christian Fellowship, Rome, Italy, online, on campus. It's Pastor Jennifer here. It's summer and God is doing new things. It's a new season. And so today I want to say welcome. Welcome to the family. We love that so many have joined us online and now we're seeing them join us on campus. So I invite you today to lean into worship, to lean into the ministry of the word. For those of you that are traveling and you're working or you're on holiday, we don't go on holiday from Jesus. He's with us always. He's as close as the mention of his name. So as you enter into worship, I pray that you have a blessed Sunday. Thank you for joining us and know that the Lord has a great word for you today. Awesome, awesome. You can be seated. So, so thankful that you're all here. And today I welcome the online campus um, as a missionary with the Assemblies of God World Missions. I was on a five-week tour, um, 11 states and cities and about 12 pieces of luggage from place to place uh, in five weeks. So you can imagine how much uh, travel, planes, cars, rent this car, park this car, get on this plane, go to this person, go to this hotel, go to this person. And literally, if you follow me on social media, you might have seen a couple pictures of family. It was like 12 hours, 24 hours. We kind of tried to cram it all in. But I'm so very thankful for all of the churches that are supporting the work of ministry here. And we're so excited to hear the testimonies. And so I want you to know today that I am thankful for you being here. If you're new, I say welcome to the family. If you're new here in Rome, this is a wonderful family of faith to belong to. And so I want you to just, today even, I want you to say to the Lord, I'm ready just like we sang, there's no rival. He has no rival, no equal, right? The God of angel armies is on our side. He will be with us. So I'm going to ask you to do something for me. Will you open your hands like this? You know, it's easy to come to God and say, okay, I'll give you this, but not that. And this morning, I'm with you to say, God, whatever's in my hand, whatever's in my life, whatever's in my capacity to do Father God, you see every open hand in this room. You know the ones who even may feel a little timid or shy, but God, we're saying with our open hands, I'm all yours. I'm all in. I trust you, and I know you're with us. And I pray in Jesus' name that your word would go forth and inspire each and every one of us. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. Amen? Amen. I I am just, I have so much in my heart right now that I have notes and I'm going to get to them eventually, but um, I just want to say thank you. Thank you to every person who serves in the back, who prays before service, who served in Wednesday online prayer, um, the worship team, the media team, the online team. I want to say thank you. You know, how exciting is it that we have people, I know, I believe Steve and Melody be watching later today, who watch us online, who I'd never met in person. While I was in Tennessee, they drove seven hours from North Carolina, another state, to Tennessee to see us and meet us and greet us. Here's how God knows your name, though. I believe it wasn't just for that encounter or it wasn't just because of online, but God's power, Judah, Sarah, what I want you to know is because someone put it online, it 
prompted Stephen Melody to come to Mount Juliet, Tennessee. And we ended up at a little coffee house having a breakfast. When we got finished, we walked out of the door and we were standing on the sidewalk. And I said, let's just have prayer together before you go back these seven hours to where you came from. Thank you for coming. And we began to pray, God, just do something amazing. And Stephen Melody, she needs healing. We're praying for that healing. And as we were about to finish, a young man walked up. Cameron, was that his name? Cameron? And uh, Okay, Cameron. <laughs> and he said... I heard you praying. I need prayer. My life is a disaster right now. My wife of 11 years and I are, we're like having a major turmoil. He looked like maybe he had even been drinking a little bit. He said, but I heard you praying. Will you pray for me right now? And we stopped and we prayed for him and his wife. I want you right now to know if you're watching online, God is with you. God is for you. He has a plan to redeem you. I witnessed to them of miracles. So is it possible that when you go to the class, yeah, Prince, you learn, you get enough boldness to say, I don't know how to run the camera, but I'll, I'll volunteer. I'll welcome somebody. And then somewhere, thousands of miles away, God has orchestrated every person's task so that Cameron could know Jesus on that day. Amen? It's outside the wall. Somebody give God praise. That's why I say thank you. Not thank you for giving of yourselves. Jesus gave his whole life, right? So we should want to do that. But I want to say thank you because I want you to know when you serve, you set an atmosphere that creates this ripple effect where we see the God who is the refuge of proof come into our lives and change everything. Say everything. He changes everything. Now, there's something else, and I don't know if it was said last Sunday. I, I, I've, you know, a little bit jet-lagged still after five weeks. Um, our dear sister Veronica, who helps lead the food pantry and, and is part of the worship team, her daughter Queenie went to be with Jesus. So I want us to take a moment right now. She's still in the Philippines. And uh, I want you, if you would, just lift your hand to heaven. Just, we're praying on behalf of Veronica. Father, right now in Jesus' name, I pray that comfort would overflow to our sister, to her family. God, we know that Queenie is celebrating in heaven. And that's our goal when we walk on this earth to make heaven our home, our eternal place of rest and peace. But God, for those who are left behind, it hurts. It's painful. So Lord, right now, may the comfort of Jehovah Jireh provide everything that Veronica needs there in the Philippines. And at the appropriate time when she comes back to us, may we envelop her with love. May we send her messages and say, God is with you. I love you. I'm praying for you. And Father, we thank you that we can pray with her in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen and amen. And you know, I didn't talk to Yao about what he was going to say, but I was feeling exactly what he said about comfort. And I was feeling that even before I started, and I've been feeling it as I prepared this message, that I'm going to give you scripture because that's what I do. But the Holy Spirit is here. Amen? The Holy Spirit is here. You've come into this place saying, I just want to experience something. Maybe I just want to experience an English service. Maybe I just wanted to experience worship. But I uh, come into this house of faith for something. Maybe you want to meet somebody. Today I want you to meet Jesus in a new way. 
In the last five weeks, I can tell you, at every turn, I met Jesus in a new way. I saw what he was doing in a new way. For those of you who know and don't know, my husband, also a missionary of 43 years, went to be with Jesus unexpectedly in June of 2021. So as a missionary pastor, this was my first time, five weeks, to navigate it all. And thankfully, I had a couple amazing armor bearers with me. I didn't have to do it all by myself. But what I did see is that every church I went to, it was so amazing. I just have to tell you, because I did get to bring Bose and Natalie. And I'm thankful that they got to come and share. And I'm telling you that because... I was at a church where they said, we gave you suitcases and a leaning tower of pizza cake 14 years ago. 10 years ago, 12 years ago, something like that before I came. And to see the ministry in living proof standing with me on that stage, wow, we're going to keep giving. To I wasn't doing it for the giving. God is providing. I was doing it because as a missionary, it's my job. It's my ministry to make a connection to people. Like Yao said to you this morning, that we don't just think about what I'm receiving. But what can I give out? If I'm blessed, what am I supposed to bless with? Amen? So I want you to know it was life-changing. My little granddaughter, Giovanna, that you touched here at camp. She loves Stella's kids. She preached with me in Kansas. My grandson was there, and he, he was like right there. We were just like stair steps of God's legacy of faith. Um, I just, I want you to know that what we do here, it matters for the kingdom. Amen? It matters. What you do here for your own life, it matters for the kingdom. So we do every year a theme. This year our theme is Living Proof. And may his words be like poetry written on the pages of my life. Uh, may I let him change my character so that I will be the living proof that God heals, God comforts, God restores, God energizes, God gives purpose and passion. Can somebody say amen? Amen. amen. But as I was thinking about this month, that he is the refuge of proof, we have the proof of his refuge when we think about the God of angel armies. I am chosen. Say, I'm chosen. So I want you to know that God chose you. The Bible says before you were in your mother's womb, before you came to this earth, he said, I have chosen you and appointed you for such a time as this. So if I'm chosen, I have to know I'm chosen to be at the university. I'm chosen to be at the job, in the workplace, in the boardroom. I'm chosen to be in this uh, situation where I have to navigate trouble. And I'm, like y'all said, he allows me something. So then in the comfort that I've been comforted, I can give comfort to someone else. So this morning, as we begin this new month, I want you to know that he is a safe refuge, that there's no doubt I don't want you to doubt God's faithfulness. I don't want you to doubt that you're supposed to be where you are right this minute. Now, if you're not following Jesus, hear me. If you're not following Jesus, maybe you need to make changes today. But he said his mercies are new every morning. So he can turn everything around in such a quick minute, you'll be amazed, that no delay 
will even upset you. Can you imagine how many times we feel like God has, oh man, God, you're not coming through like I ask you to. And he's saying, but there's a reason why you're in this process. Because while you're in this process, Yao just basically preached the sermon for us when he came to, to bring the offering time. Hear me. I'm allowing you, the Holy Spirit is saying, I'm allowing you to feel what you feel, to walk through what you walk through, because I've got somebody else like a Cameron who may witness you at the restaurant praying for your meal. And they may come and say, you know, there was another time that I was in a mall looking, not, not shopping. I was shopping, but, you know, had to, I had to get my exercise in. I was actually looking for a, a vitamin store and an ATM, and I asked this lady working in the middle, and she kind of told me. And then as I was walking back past her, I noticed. Do you notice? I notice you. I see you. I noticed that she had tears in her eyes. And I stopped again and I said, are you crying? And she said, no. <laughs> no, everything's fine. And I said, well, I'm a pastor and I would be happy to pray with you. It seems like you're crying. And she said, it's been a very hard day. And I said, God loves you. Maybe he sent me to you right now to pray over you, and her name was Akela, I think is how she said it, Akela. And I prayed, and she said, I will believe God sent you to me. You see, there's a reason why we walk through stuff. Maybe that day, honestly, walking through, I was tired. I had a lot of miles under me already. I had very, one day we didn't get in until 4.30 in the morning. And I'd like to say I bounced back super fast, but not so fast. And so I want you to understand that when I understand God is with me, the God of angel armies, I can lay myself aside. I can say, wait a minute. I noticed something in you. I'm praying for you. I'm calling that purpose out in your life. Last week, Alex, thank you for that amazing sermon. Everyone that, that served, I mean, it's just been awesome. But last week, Alex told you about a boy that was shipwrecked. And when they found him, do you remember the story? Wave at me if you remember the story. A few of you, good, okay. <laughs> Alex remembers, that's good. Um, they said, you know, did the, how did you survive? Weren't you scared? Didn't you tremble? And he said, I trembled, but the rock I was holding on to never trembled. The rock was firm. You know, in Matthew 16, 18, it says, Now I say to you, Peter, which means rock, upon this rock I will build my church, and the powers of hell will not conquer it. Now we know the scripture is inspired by the Holy Spirit, right? So you can literally put your name upon this rock, Bose, upon this rock, Funky. I will build my church. Why? Because the power of Jesus in me is greater than the power of the enemy around me. I'm going to say it again. The power of Jesus in me is greater than the power of the enemy around me. When I hold on to the rock Christ Jesus in my heart of hearts and I don't let go, the rock never trembles. Amen? Somebody say amen. So this morning I want you to know some things about the refuge. It is a shelter from danger. 
I believe that the Lord has shown me some things that are the dangers. The dangers of doubt, defeat, despair, discouragement. But when I run to the rock, when I dwell in the shadow of the Most High, I can imagine, can you, the God of angel armies. So the next time any of us is tempted to say, oh, I'm worried. I don't, you know, I came home to uh, thank you, Salome, for getting my car working. I have a van that's not working again, but God is going to take care of it. I just want you to know something, though. God shifts things in us that says, you know what? God, you got this. You got this. However it's going to work out, you got this. Can you say he's got it? Do you believe it? He is a refuge, a shelter from danger. And I want to call out those dangers that would try to hinder your faith. I know we know, like, don't murder. You know, don't show up drunk and just expect God to just let his favor pour on you. He said that we, we, fools, fools have to be careful, right? Because he wants us to walk in a wisdom where we don't live like the world lives. But his mercies are new every morning. Can I say it again to you? You maybe feel like I used up all the mercies that God had for me on my assignment, on my roll card. No, you didn't. You didn't use up all his forgiveness. You didn't use up all his strength. You didn't use up all his grace. When I was tired at 4.30, I can imagine the God of angel armies saying, I'm going to carry you to the next thing. And he did. And he does. Amen. So I want you to understand he gives us the shelter from danger. But I want to remind you what danger is today. It is anything that tries to steal, kill, or destroy your faith and hope in Creator God. This world is full of people telling you all kinds of things. And if you're not careful, you will start to believe some of the stuff you hear that is actually trying to destroy, steal, or kill your faith and hope in Christ. He is a creator. Amen? God made me. God made you. He knew exactly what we were going to walk through. The God of angel armies is our proof of refuge and safety. I'm not the proof of it. If I'm the proof, y'all are in trouble. I mean, I need strong people to lift all those strong luggages. Thank you, Bose. Thank you, Natalie. She also put her muscles on a few times. He's the God of angel armies. I want you to know that. We're going to pray. We're going to have communion this morning. But if you hear nothing else I say today, I want you to recognize if you have doubts in your mind about God's sovereignty, that's the enemy. Run to the refuge. Run to the tower of Almighty God. Run to his word. The God of angel armies is our refuge. For those of you that may be new, I wanted to remind you that this year as we have done Living Proof, we have learned a few things about who the proof is, right? He's El Shaddai, Almighty, our Creator. He's Jehovah Nisi, and I didn't tell the worship team to sing it. His banner over me is love. You think God doesn't love you? He's Jehovah Nisi. He put his banner over you. He loves you. If he allows you to walk through something, it's because he knew you before you got to this planet. He's like, that's my child. That's my warrior. I'm going to use that story in their life. I know they can handle it because they got me, Jesus says. Amen? He's El Roy. He's the God who sees you. 
Your need is not invisible to God. But he's saying trust. How many times does a kid, <laughs> um, even me as I do this with Jesus, but with my kids, with my, they say, Mama, I need this. Daddy, I need this. Auntie, I need this. I need this. And if they ask enough times about something that you as the parent, as the adult, you're like, you don't really need that. You already have four of those things. You don't need that, right? Um, you already had so much sugar. You don't need that. They don't suddenly go, I mean, maybe they do if they throw a fit and they go, you don't love me. I'm so thankful I can witness to you that my three daughters know I love them and they're amazing and they support the ministry here. Uh, Erica Jane, if you're watching, there was a moment when she might have went, you can't, you can't discipline me like that. It doesn't work. I said, yes, I can, and I will, and, and it did work. She loves Jesus, and they're all in God's house today. But hear me, he is the God who sees you. So if he sees you and he says, I'm not giving you that right now because I love you, and I'm going to use it for something else, just hold on to me. Remember the danger to let go is not from God. It's not even from yourself. The danger to let go comes from the enemy of our soul. Whether you're 20, 60, or 90, when you go to be with Jesus in heaven, you're not going to get to heaven if you let go and didn't follow him at 50. You're not going to get to heaven because you followed him 10 years ago. You're going to get to heaven when he calls your name because you're currently following Jesus right now. Somebody say amen. The enemy would like you to believe you can go do your own thing, live your own way. You said, I believe 20 years ago, but now you're going, I don't believe and I don't want to follow and I don't, I don't even trust your scripture anymore. Hear me. That is the enemy trying to say, I don't want you to make heaven. So you got to be strong and on point from now till he calls your name, till he calls my name. He sees you. He loves you. He knows you. We learned that he is Adonai, our master. We don't like that word. Oh, that means I'm a servant. Yes. Jesus said, I came to seek and to save those who are lost. Whoever's greatest will be the least, and whoever's least will be the greatest. It's the greatest. You know, I told somebody the other day, I want the word rainbow back. I want the symbol rainbow back. God is the one who made the rainbow. It's full of promise when I see the rainbow. That's what I want to think of when I see the rainbow. So I also want to know that when I'm tempted to doubt or to look at things the way the world does, that I say, no, God, I want to be a servant. I want to be yielded to the master of my soul because he can take care of anything amen amen he can trust me I believe it with everything within me he is Jehovah Ra my shepherd even though sheep are messy and stinky and y'all know I've shared that with you my daughter has a sheep uh, farm I mean like 32 sheep on her farm he's Jehovah Rapha he's the God who heals Yes, Pastor Rick went to heaven. Yes, Queenie went to heaven. But they were healed in heaven. And you know what else? They were healed every day they were on this planet so that we would have a day to talk, a day to be with, a day to pray. Veronica got to be with Queenie. I'm so thankful for that in her life. So don't let those things that happen that are, 
our goal to get there, right? It's appointed unto all of us a time to live and a time to die. But don't let that discourage you from believing in the miracle working power of Jesus. Somebody say amen. We witnessed that little three-year-old girl walking and crawling and dancing after three years of praying. That's a miracle. He's Jehovah Rapha who heals. He's Jehovah Goel. He redeems and restores our life and our dreams and our purposes. He's Jehovah Shalom. He brings peace. He's Jehovah Moxie. He is my refuge. He is Jehovah Shama. He is present with me. He is Jehovah Jireh who will provide in every season. He is Emmanuel, God with us. Don't forget who God is. He's not a, in a dead body that's been embalmed with fluids and, and made out of stone and stuck in a, in a mosque or a museum somewhere. He's alive and sitting at the right hand of God the Father to make intercession for you. Amen? So God is our refuge. He is ready to help us in time of troubles. The Lord of heaven's armies is here among us. The God of Israel is our fortress. The Lord of heaven's armies is here among us. The God of heaven's armies is our fortress, Psalm 46 says. So this morning, these are some things on my heart. I, the first thing I did in America was attend 10, 15,000 people at a convention of ministers for the Assemblies of God in the U.S. And our leader, Pastor Doug Clay, shared some of these things that are very important to his heart for those of us in the family of faith, also important to my heart. And that is to use the resources that God has given us. Use the resources that God has given us. The first one is the Word of God, His love letter, that we will be people of the Word. We will be engaged with Scripture, that you won't just do what you do based on somebody's opinion. And I mean even somebody online that sounds all wonderful. Go back and read. What does the Scripture say? What does the verse say before and after? Don't just take a little part and say, well, it says it's okay right there. God's Word is cohesive. Hear me. God's word is cohesive. What he spoke about in the Old Testament, Jesus came to break some of the curse of the law, but the biblical values were constant all the way to Revelation. His promise was there, the promise of the future, the promise of a hope, the promise of the Holy Spirit empowering us. The second thing is prayer. We pray on Wednesday nights. It's because we pray on Wednesday night that Stephen Melody first got involved with us online, that we were able to pray for Cameron in Mount Juliet, Tennessee. Prayer is a two-way communication. Can y'all give me a peace sign? <laughs> two-way. It's not just we, me telling God, right? It's me listening. It's me petitioning on behalf of someone else so that where two or three agree as touching anything, it will be done. And we've seen miracles and we've seen God move us. We've seen prayer move the heart of God. And we've seen God empower us while we're in the process. The next thing is that we use the power of the Holy Spirit. I would not be where I am today if I did not have the fullness of the power of the Holy Spirit. The Bible says in Acts, when they were in the upper room, the Holy Spirit came down like fire and descended on them. And they all spoke in a language they never learned. And then what happened? Peter, who had denied Jesus before, 
Even though he'd seen all these things God did because the Holy Spirit fell on him, Peter went and led 3,000 people to Christ. That's his mercies are new every morning. That's the power of the word. The Bible says in John 1, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The same was in the beginning. So Jesus was in the beginning, and he's in your beginning, and he'll be in your beginning tomorrow. He's the power of the Holy Spirit at work, but it's like a faucet. You know, when we say, okay, God, thank you, Pastor Jen, I'll read the Bible. Thank you, Pastor Jen. I'll pray and I'll let people pray for me, but don't. That's kind of weird, the Holy Spirit. That's weird. You know what? Everything God does for me sometimes feels weird because I'm human and he's supernatural. But I love what God does. The Bible also says that he's a God of order and he's a God of peace. So you don't have to be afraid of this weird power of the Holy Spirit that comes in like a lightning bolt. And then you begin to pray in a language you never understood. And it's not just about the prayer language. It's about the fruit of the Spirit that begins to bloom in your life. And the power of the Holy Spirit now transforms those little baby seeds of faith, hope, and love to generosity, to great faith to taking risks for the Lord based on the word of God giving us the scripture. Amen? Amen? And finally, the local family of faith. We cling to the Lord, but we're not created to walk through this life alone. In the beginning, God created Adam and Eve. He didn't make just one person. He didn't make just one man. He made a man and a woman so that they wouldn't do life alone. They tried to do it without God, and that got them in a lot of trouble. Thanks a lot, Adam and Eve. Got us in a lot of trouble for later. But you have the power to say, I'm not going to disobey anymore. It doesn't mean I might not come to God and say, I really don't want to do it like that. I'm really having a hard time today. And then something happens in the power of the Holy Spirit. When we begin to pray, not English, not Nigerian, not French, not German, not Italian. We begin to pray in a language that even the enemy can't intercept. And something happens in that God of angel armies is released on behalf I have people today that are celebrating a seven-year wedding anniversary that I didn't know they were going to get through the first two years. That's the God of angel armies. But that's the local family of faith holding up arms of someone else. I want you to know in 2 Samuel 22, 3 and 4, it says, My God is my rock in whom I find protection. He is my shield, the power that saves me, and my place of safety. He is my refuge, my Savior, the one who saves me from violence. I called on the Lord who is worthy of praise, and he saved me from my enemies. We try to look at people and say, you're my enemy. He's my enemy. They're my enemy. I want you to see the enemy as the thing that the enemy tries to use to steal your faith walk, your, your trust walk, your God walk. Hear me. These are some things I want to say to you quickly before we close. And Solomon, you can come to the piano. Sickness and sorrow happen. I've seen the enemy try to use this to make us fearful and doubtful. Sickness and sorrow happen. Jesus suffered on our behalf, and he said for us to be in the fellowship of suffering. So we say, thank you, Lord, 
if I'm going to walk through this, you're going to help me witness to a nurse or a doctor or a lab technician or the funeral home director or my neighbor. Don't let the enemy use this to make you fearful and doubtful. He wants to give you faith over fear. He is Jehovah Moxie, our refuge. I want you to see that. I want you to get the God of angel armies in your brain. Recognize who the enemy is. Proverbs 18 says, The human spirit can endure in sickness, but a crushed spirit who can bear. A gift opens the way and ushers the giver into the presence of the great. You see, our human spirit can endure sickness, the Bible says. Okay, if I have this sickness, I can endure it. But I can't let the enemy crush my spirit. I have to come back at him, not with words I know, but with the power of the Holy Spirit and with the name of Jesus, which we sang today. Here's another one. Betrayal may happen. Disappointments may happen in relationships. The enemy uses this to make us suspicious and afraid to trust in relationship and causing us to detach from the family of faith. Betrayal can happen. Disappointments in your relationships can happen. But don't let the enemy use that to make you suspicious and afraid to trust. Yes, we have to have healthy boundaries. Yes, we have to have truth. Yes, we have to have a godly walk and a godly friend, godly partners around us to speak life to us. I want to tell you something. It's not in my notes, but maybe you're looking for direction for school, for university, for your job. And you're really saying, God, what do you want me to do? And you go to someone who doesn't believe in Jesus. They can't understand how you hear from the Lord. And they tell you something that feels really comfortable. And you're like, oh, I feel like they told me exactly what I need to do. And then it doesn't work out. And then you're wondering, like, who, whose voice was I following? I'm not saying that university professors don't have good wisdom for their students. They do. I'm not saying that our bosses aren't the ones who need to give us guidance for what we do. They are and they do. But if you go to someone who does not know Jesus, who's not full of the Holy Spirit, who doesn't know the Word, and you ask them for direction. I can't promise you that it'll be God's plan for your life. Don't let those disappointments in relationship steal you from the family of faith. Jehovah Moxie is our refuge. There is strength in number. There is strength in prayer. You know, I've showed you before with the rope and different things. Obviously, one can, I mean, I can tell the enemy, take a hike. But when I'm tired and weary and I have three or four people or like the people in that prayer room, I'm telling y'all, on every Sunday morning at 945, we're in that prayer room. I don't care if it overflows into the hallway in the sanctuary. You're invited to join me at 945 on Sunday mornings in that prayer room. Because when we pray in numbers, something happens. And then we say, God, I say yes. I come in agreement with this prayer that the victory of God will be mine. There is love in the family of faith. Hear me. There's love in this family. It's part of the DNA of who we are. There's joy in this family. I don't want the enemy to steal our joy. Amen? The joy of the Lord is our strength. That's why we worship in dance. That's why we give in dance. That's why we have balloons all over the place for kids today. So they'll know, yeah, 
Whether they're little or you're going to the university campus, you're going back to school because God is with you. It's not perfect, but it's needed. There's refuge in the Word. There's power in the Holy Spirit. You know Psalm 91. I'm going to skip that one. I want to go to Isaiah 40, 31. It says, those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. Fatigue happens, y'all. People get tired. I know August was fair gusto, and you should be well-rested, but maybe you're so well-rested you can't get energy right now. Um, Take a couple more cappuccinos or take a nap this afternoon. But I don't walk in my strength, amen? I put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. He says, those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. I love doing life with you. I'm so glad I'm back in Rome. I'm so glad to see the online campus. But I want you to know today that it doesn't matter whether you have let fatigue in. The Holy Spirit wants to give you strength. Work and environment stress will happen. And the enemy will use it to bring you frustration and discouragement. Don't let him. I want you to practice something. Can you say stop it? Come on, do your hands. Stop it. I want there to be an indignant, powerful presence of the Holy Spirit. When sickness tries to creep up, we're going to stop it in Jesus' name. When fear and doubt tries to come in, stop it in Jesus' name. When distress tries to come in, you can say, give me just a minute over here. I'm going to shut this door. Stop it. In Jesus' name. Coming back like, hey, how is it? (laughs) You know what happens? I'm actually not saying stop it to the whatever. I'm saying stop it, don't forget, to the enemy of your soul. I'm not saying stop it to the person. I'm saying stop it to the enemy of my soul who would try to steal, kill, destroy the purposes and the plans that God has for our life. These are miraculous signs. I want you to, if you're taking notes, read Mark 16, 17 through 20. I want you to look at Proverbs 18, 10. It says, the name of the Lord is a fortified tower. The righteous run to it and are safe. Jehovah Moxie. He is our refuge. This morning, we're going to receive communion. There's communion at the back. If you did not pick up a communion cup on your way in, would you lift your hand? If you can easily slip back there, you can go back and get one. But if you need one, Abeba will also help you lift your hand up. Okay, just keep your hand up. Thank you. She's going to help you. Just keep your hand up. She's going to bring you the communion. You know, I was praying, Lord, how do we... How do we close this service today? Communion is a perfect way. We've got a couple more up here. Salome and Abeba up here. You know, the Bible says, choose you this day who you will serve. You can't serve God and man, which means you can't serve the supernatural and the natural. We got to be with Naresh, one of our sound engineers. And I want to say thank you to Alex and God's Power and Cherry and all those who welcome Naresh. He's working for NASA now in Texas. And he came down to where we were ministering. He's one of only six people NASA allowed on this project. And he's the only non-American. But he's working with people who may not know Jesus in a personal way. And it's been stressful. But you know what he said? 
God of Angel Armies is with me, Pastor Jenny said, one day I had a breakthrough and it was so, I was so happy that we had the breakthrough. I didn't care. I just raised up my hands and said, hallelujah, glory to God. And he said, they were all looked at me like, what? What are you doing? He's like, we've been working on this for weeks. Failure, failure, failure. And today we had success. We had a breakthrough. Only God could help me do that. He didn't care what they thought. Amen. Give God praise. When I commit my life to him, that's what the body and the cup is all about, the the cup and the bread. When Jesus came and he was about to sacrifice himself, in our church, I want you to know that we serve an open communion. That means that you don't have to attend here regularly to take communion. But I do want you to know that scripture says... In 1 Corinthians, chapter 11, verse 27, it says, Whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of sinning against the body and the blood of the Lord. Everyone ought to examine themselves before they eat of the bread and drink from the cup. So in that cup, you're going to peel back the first layer for the wafer, and then you'll peel back the second layer for the juice. I'm going to ask you to examine yourself. I pray today that you will do as I do on a daily basis. Lord, today, purify my thoughts. Purify my attitude. Keep me in right standing with you. Forgive me for those things that I've allowed the enemy to put in my brain that are distracting or discouraging me. Help me to be strong in the Lord. We take the cup. We take the juice. We take the the bread. He said that this is his body, wounded for us, that he took stripes on his back so that we could be healed. Body, mind, soul. I see my beautiful Darcy there. I don't even see, oh, I see it right there. But I see those legs moving. Yes, Darcy is a walking miracle, a walking miracle. Been traveling all over the continent, I'm sure, because he heals So I'm going to invite you right now online. If you have your communion wafer, you can do this. But if you need healing or you're praying for healing as you receive this broken bread, this cracker, will you stand all over this room? I need healing. I need God to do something in my body, mind, spirit. Come on. I know some of you need healing. Don't be shy. Stand right now. God wants to heal you. Yes. God wants to heal you. Stand to receive that healing. Thank you. He wants to heal you. Don't be afraid to ask. You're one prayer away from the miracle in motion. He wants to heal you. He wants to heal your broken heart. He wants to heal your physical body. He wants to heal your blood system. He wants to, he's going to cure diabetes in the name of Jesus. Yes. Thank you for that stand of faith. Thank you for believing. God, I am standing so that what you did on the cross, the stripes that you bore would be for my healing. Father, right now, you see those that are in need of healing in their bodies. I pray in Jesus' name that as we remember what you did on the cross and you took those stripes so that by your stripes we are healed. As we take this bread now, I pray that the miracle in motion would manifest. 
Let healing flow in bodies, in blood systems, in organs, God, in stomachs, in intestines. I rebuke all manner of any kind of swollen lymph glands or any kind of inflammation that's in people's joints. I thank you for healing shoulders and hips and knees and ankles in the name of Jesus. I thank you that you've healed blood diseases. God, I thank you that you're healing broken hearts. I thank you that you're healing wounded minds right now in the name of Jesus. And we all agree as we take this bread together, we receive your healing for now and for later. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's take the bread. Hallelujah. Can you tell him thank you? Thank you, Father. Thank you, Abba. You're worthy. You're worthy, God. Worship team, would you come? I'm sure you have a song to sing at the end. As they're coming and we take the cup now, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 11, I received from the Lord what I passed on to you, that on that night he was betrayed, he did take the bread, and he broke it and said, this is my body, do it in remembrance of me. And in the same way, after supper, he took the cup, and he said, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it, in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat the bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. This cup. This juice represents the blood that Jesus shed for redemption. He forgives us. I ask you to examine yourself. To say to the Lord, Father, forgive me. Right now, Lord, you know the ones who have been away from you. You know the ones who have been choosing the world's way. I pray right now as we take this cup. You would make everything new. You would make the heart new. You would make the thinking new. You would make the ability to react differently new in the name of Jesus. We receive this cup in remembrance that you didn't stay on that cross, that you are resurrected, Lord. And because of that, our lives, our purposes are redeemed. Your forgiveness and your mercy is new today. I want you to say to the Lord, I receive it. I receive that mercy. I receive that forgiveness. I receive it in Jesus' name. I don't take it for granted. Help me to use my redemption for God's glory. God bless you as we take the cup together. Hallelujah. I want you to stand with me all over this place. And the worship team is going to close us out with this song. We're going to do a time of prayer. I know it went over just a little bit. But I want you to know something. God is faithful. He loves you. He is Jehovah Moxie. He's your refuge. So the next time you're tempted to doubt or pull away, remember that you don't walk in your own strength. And when you come into the family of faith, you don't have to tell every detail. Come on, y'all. We don't, if my daughter says, I don't want to talk about it right now, or I just need you to pray about this, I say, okay, Lord, you know it. You're going to deliver. You're going to heal. You're going to give wisdom. You're going to give purpose. You're going to give breakthrough in the name of Jesus. So when somebody says to you, I just need prayer, you could say, you want to tell me what it's about? They might say work. You might say, I don't feel good. They might say, I just need prayer. Then you let it go after like the third time, okay? Because God knows. But what I want you to remember is the enemy would like you to say, I can't tell anybody. That's not true. 
there's a safe place to talk about whatever you're going through. And this is it. And we want to be it. I have leaders who are so valuable and wise in Scripture. So, Father, right now, I bless your people. As we sing this closing song of worship to you, I pray in Jesus' name that we will remember you are our refuge. You are the proof that God of angel armies is at work on our behalf. And we will defeat the enemy. We will say stop it to those things that are trying to break us apart. And we will say I will trust in the word, in the power of the Holy Spirit, in the word of God for my life. And I will operate by faith in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I'll be here if you need prayer. Let's join as we sing, and you can feel free to be dismissed. Well, isn't the Word of God amazing? It's life-giving. It's faith-breathing. It's transpiring your destiny for this week. I want you to know that every time I make a video for you, I invite you to join me to agree together for what God wants to do in your life. So the first thing I wanna do is say, you know what, maybe there's been some things in your life this week, maybe something in the message you listened to makes you realize, God, I need to give you a new commitment. Jesus, I need to trust you in a brand new way. Maybe he needs to redeem some things in your circumstance. I wanna invite you right now to pray with me and to send me an email that you have prayed this prayer because I want you to know you're not gonna do this faith journey alone and he is going to help you do it in a brand new way so agree with me and pray with me after i pray you pray okay dear lord jesus you say it dear lord jesus i invite you i invite you right now to take full authority in my life forgive me for anything that has taken me off course forgive me and help me to trust you in every way. Lord, from this day forward, for the rest of my days, I will keep holding your hand, holding on to your word, and trusting you with every detail of my life. Today, Jesus, you say it, today, Jesus, I belong to you, and I receive your love and your healing in my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You prayed that prayer with me. I want you to send us an email. I've got people that have been online that have walked into the church campus and said, that was me, and now I'm here, and I need community of faith. So I also want to pray this prayer with you because I believe that your miracle is in motion, and I believe that in this summer, God is wanting to do something new in each of us. And our miracles are in motion. Our lives are in motion. We're in new seasons. But he hasn't walked away. He's walking right beside us. And so I want to pray with you for whatever you have need of. And I want you to know that when you write us, we are praying for you. You are not doing this life or this journey or this process alone. So Father, right now, I pray for your son and your daughter that are watching online on campus. I pray for the ones who are traveling. I pray for the ones who are moving to Rome and looking for that place to belong. I pray for the ones who are watching online and saying today, God, I needed a word from you. Let this be the word right now, Lord Jesus, that you're with your daughter, that you're with her family. God, let this be the word for your son, that you have a calling on his life, that you're with him, that you're walking with him, that anointing and favor is upon him. And Lord, for that miracle in motion, whether it be physical 
or financial or relational, let your child of faith say, Lord, I will keep trusting you. So Father, I thank you for the miracle in motion. I thank you for the supernatural intervention in everything your child needs. And I pray that in this moment, faith would feel alive and fresh and we have a new outlook for the week ahead. I love you and I bless you in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. So now I want to say, don't forget to write. Don't forget to join us online. Thank you for what you're doing to be a part of our global worldwide family. God is doing miracles and you're a part of it. I love you.